welcome Los Angeles and Bel Air Church. What a joy it is we gather for the second of the two Christmas for the City concerts. You might have seen the snow as you made your way in. We had hundreds of kids out on the patio enjoying the time. And what a gift it is for us as a church to throw open our doors and to invite our friends, our neighbors, our coworkers, the city in which we live, those whom we love. We've been blessed with a tremendous campus for 62 years. We're a church for the city and we're thrilled there you're here. You're going to experience a lot tonight. I'm excited that I get to be in the front row for the second time. You've got this amazing group of not only professional musicians, but we've got the kids' choir. We've got the adult choir in the back. Some special guests that you'll get to know in a little bit. And as we enjoy our time together, as a reminder, we've had some generous families underwrite the whole night. So when we have an offering towards the end of our time together, 100% of that we're going to give away to our partners in this city. We'll share a little bit more about that as the service goes on, but we wanna be a church that is partnering with people throughout the city and with God to help alleviate the experience of homelessness. And so I hope that you feel at home tonight as we enjoy this time together. God bless you.
Well, welcome again to the Bel Air Christmas concert. We're so excited that you guys are here with us tonight. Um, we want to encourage you guys to sing along for, with us on this first song. We're going to sing uh, Oh Come All You Faithful. So if you guys wouldn't mind standing, and we'll uh, do that together.
Thank you, Ed and Savannah, and our worship band. Will you have a seat, please? And once again, we want to welcome you to uh, this celebration this evening. And I know it's a little early for the gift-giving part of the Christmas celebration, but like it or not, you've got some real gifts coming your way tonight, especially uh, in the form of some guest artists who join us this evening, uh, whose hearts are the same as ours for folks in the city who are now experiencing homelessness or will be in the near future. Um, and these very talented people come to share their gifts with us tonight so that we can celebrate together and do a good thing together. And the first guest I'd like to, uh, actually every one of these people that we're calling special guests um, are really a part of our extended family in one way or another. And this first guest artist is a woman who's been a part of the life of this church for a long, long time. She used to be on our staff. She is a, a very well-known uh, concert and recording artist. She's an arranger and a composer and an all-around wonderful person with a servant heart. Will you please welcome with me Jan Sanborn. Uh, 
Isn't she awesome? Magic fingers, Jan. That's all I got to say. Magic fingers. Well, we have a, a second uh, guest artist with us coming up next who's also a part of our uh, Bel Air Church family. And he, too, is a well-known concert artist, recording artist. He's uh, on the first call list for studio gigs here in Los Angeles. And uh, we love our brother, Steve Amerson. Would you welcome him, please, tonight? Jingle 
Our next guest this evening is also someone who will be no stranger to you because you know him from radio and television and recording and concert life. And uh, he's got a voice that you just love to listen to. And so would you welcome with me Mr. John Tesh. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, we have one more show left after this, the Midnight Show. It's going to be awesome. I hope you stay for that one, too. So uh, when Dan and, uh, and Kim Dore asked me to be a part of uh, Christmas for the City, and I, I realized what they were doing, I was like, wow, this is incredible. What a, what a great purpose. What a great mission. Uh, and I said, uh, I, you know, he sent me an email, and I called him back, and I said, Dan, this is really cool. Because I'm your Christmas guy, I know dozens and dozens of songs. How many would you like me to play? And he said, uh, one. <laughs> and I said, one? I mean, uh, I got this grand piano here, all these people. I got a new suit, a Christmas tie. How about, uh, how about a couple more? He goes, no, one's going to be sufficient, John. <laughs> I said, listen, I know more Christmas songs than Steve Amerson, that guy. Can't sing like him, but I know some songs on the piano. He said, no, one song's going to be fine. And then, you know, he's a, he's a really gentle guy, an erudite man, as you, as you know. And he saw my disappointment, and he said, well, John, why don't you do this? Why don't you, uh, why don't you regale the folks at Bel Air Press with a Yuletide Christmas song from the halcyon days of your youth? And I said, okay, what's halcyon? And he said, uh, well, just tell a story. Can you do that? And I said, sure, I'll tell a story. So here's my Christmas story. I hope you like it. I was born in 1965, <laughs> which was in the Halcyon Age, right after the Paleolithic Age. And so when I grew up on Long Island, I lived in a place called Garden City. And my dad had a Thunderbird, and he was the head of the Sunday school of the church, so we did everything at the, at the church. And uh, we, on Christmas Eve, we went to the Christmas Eve service, and it was a late service. It was like you know, midnight. And so I'm like, I'm like eight years old, and my parents take me to the service. And, you know, as soon as the candle lighting starts, I'm, you know, I'm like out cold. So they, they, they load me into the T-Bird, and, and we're driving home, and, and, I, and I fall asleep on my, on my mom's shoulder. Now, my mom, Mildred, had a uh, mink stole. Remember mink stoles? Back when you could wear one and you didn't have to go to jail. And so my mom had one of those things. And, uh, and I just, you know, for Christmas for me is, is sights and sounds and, and smells, right? You know, it's like mulling spices and the smell of a real Christmas tree and, uh, and you know, and the smell of a, of, of a mink. <laughs> I don't know, that's just me. And, and so I'm on the mink and, you know, it's like a blankie, right? It's like, I mean, it's got, it's, it's, it picks up a little bit of the chill in the air, and they got the mink fur and everything, and it just smells of animal. <laughs> and it's just, it's really comforting, and it just knocked me out cold. I was, I was out, you know, it's, I was sleeping wonderfully, you know, and, and, and right there with the, with the mink. Now, uh, for some reason, uh, my mom's mink, the head was still on it. And I don't know what the deal is with the taxidermist. I, I'm thinking if a mink dies, it probably dies like this, like, right? But for some reason, when they make the mink, they make it look like a, an angry chihuahua. And so it's got this face on it, right? 
And so what would happen was we would drive home. This happened every year. We would drive home from the Christmas services. My dad would hit a bump, and I'd wake up, not knowing where I was, and I'd open my eyes, and the first thing I see is... <laughs> and that's my Christmas story. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Here's the rest of my story. <laughs> I, um, I shouldn't be here. Uh, I shouldn't be anywhere right now. I, I, shouldn't, uh, uh, I, I, was, I shouldn't have been around last Christmas or the Christmas before. So three and a half years ago, I was diagnosed with a very rare form of cancer. And the doctors told me, get your affairs in order. And they, you know my wife, Connie, Connie Selleck, and the two of us together in the hospital, and they said, this is really bad. It's a very rare form of, uh, of cancer. And so we, it freezes you in your tracks, right? And so we went through the whole thing. You know, and I've met people after the first service. I've met people who are going through this right now. I know, and I, I know what, you're, what you're feeling, and I know what you're feeling as families. And it was, you know, a couple of surgeries and then chemo and a whole bunch of other really, really nasty stuff. And it just kept coming back. And finally... My wife and I, we found a really deep way to pray, you know? And, and I grew up in the church, but I didn't understand the full authority that I had that, that Jesus Christ had died on the cross for. First Peter 2.24, by his stripes you were healed. And we started marinating on these scriptures. And Kim Dore, by the way, was the first over our house when I was diagnosed with oil and anointing me and praying over me. And the scripture, and it's tattooed on my arm, and my wife's arm too, is Mark eleven twenty three. If you don't know that scripture, look it up, but make sure you speak it out loud because we will have what we say, and this is what I learned, and this is what healed me. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will be done, will have what he says. And I said, in Jesus' name, I was healed, and I stand before you, transformed and ready to play for you. Amen. And so I'm going to play this one song. I wanted to make it good, right? I wanted to make it an important song. It's an important song to me personally. It's a thank you song. Um, my wife dropped everything. She held my hand, and in Jesus' name, she helped save my life. God bless you, Conchetta. This is for you. It wouldn't be Christmas without you. We hang the lights, have snowball fights, and sing our favorite tunes All of these are memories I make each year with you As we trim the tree together And watch it's a wonderful life I look forward to every December As you're always here by my side and it wouldn't be Christmas without you Seasons would just come and go The holiday cheer would all disappear 
along with the sleigh bells and snow. Santa and eight little reindeer might as well pass on through. Oh, baby, it wouldn't be Christmas without you. As our little ones waiting for Rudolph, she falls asleep in my arms. I quietly pray, thank God for these days, for family and friends near and far. And I dream that every December, you say that you love me too. Well, baby, it wouldn't be Christmas without no, baby, it wouldn't be Christmas without you.
Born well over 700 years before Jesus, the prophet Isaiah announced to the house of David, the descendants of King David, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Isaiah also prophesied, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Oh 
Centuries later, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her.
In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. An angel of the Lord had appeared to Joseph too and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. While they were in Bethlehem, the time came for the baby to be born and Mary gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them.
shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests.
When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Forever he will be 
Father, Savior, faithful friend. His love is all I see. His love is all I
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all humankind. The light shines in the darkness. The darkness has not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and through the world was made, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. He pitched his tent among us. He made his home among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace, full of truth.
He's the one who holds my heart like a mother once held his. The one who sees what lies when space has run its course, embraced a baby's mind, and now I can know my God. The And so tonight, 2,000 years later, we still hail his arrival. The God of creation, royalty, robed in the flesh he created. Jesus, the maker, has made himself known. The word was made flesh and made his home among us. He showed us what it is to be fully human, to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, strength and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Jesus' love led him to give his very life for us, opening the way for each of us to be at home with God and with one another, at home among brothers and sisters. So it's only right that we who have been loved and welcomed should take every opportunity to welcome others home in every sense of the word. To say by our words and our actions, you are loved. You deserve to be home. All of us, in Jesus' name, are committed 
to casting this mountain of homelessness into the sea. Whatever your needs are, spiritual, physical, emotional, financial, let us help you find your way home, no matter how lost and forgotten you may feel. God loves you, we love you, and you will be found. Have you ever felt like nobody was there? Have you ever been forgotten in the middle of nowhere? Have you ever felt like you could disappear? Like you could fall and no one would hear?
a phrase that's used often throughout our society, and it's the phrase, the homeless. And I would invite you to remove that phrase out of your vocabulary. In a sense, it communicates something wrong, that to be homeless is your identity, who you are. Nothing can be further from the truth. In actual fact, it's people, all people, who potentially can experience homelessness. And God's heart is that every single one of us would find home, would find community, would find love, would find shelter. As a church, 62 years here in Los Angeles, we've been partnering with organizations like Union Rescue Mission, Hope Gardens, Habitat for Humanity to be a part of helping alleviate the experience of homelessness in our city. Thousands of reasons can cause somebody to experience homelessness, and we get to be a part of what God is doing to alleviate that. And as I shared in the very beginning tonight, we're going to take an offering. In fact, that offering, 100% of it, is going to be given away. We want to be a river, not a reservoir. We want the gifts that God gives us to go right through us into this city and not to store it for ourselves. And in a moment, there's going to be an opportunity for you to give. Plates will be passed, some of you have prepared for this, whether it's check or cash. Some of you, perhaps you're joining online or in here, you can give digitally. In fact, you can text Bellar Church to 77977. A link will come to your phone. You follow that. There's a quick drop down where you can give towards this amazing truth that this Christmas is for the city as we desire to alleviate homelessness. Now, during this time, it's an honor to invite our last special guest up. In fact, he's already performed, and yet we want to take this moment to introduce him. He's had a long recording career in music. In fact, between his albums and being featured on film soundtracks, one of his songs even went gold. Many of you might recognize him from season two of The Voice, where I first saw him. If you YouTube it, you'll see that amazing song and almost the impossible, rarely happens on The Voice. Four chairs turn, all four of the judges. What a first impression Jesse Campbell made on those judges. Make it on us tonight. Why don't we give a warm welcome to Jesse Campbell as he comes on up. Thank you. Magenta. This is not red. <laughs> My mom pointed that out to me in the front row. That's not magenta. It's gorgeous. Thank you. Well, what a gift that you've given us tonight. And many people don't know, and I didn't know until uh, a little bit ago, that you've experienced homelessness. And you had something to share about that during our first concert. Would you just share a little bit about that and what you experienced sure. and what... God did in the midst of that. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I believe that uh, it's a state of mind. You know, it's real, but the mind is what makes it real. And uh, it was a short period where I slept in my car, and um, it was a very tough time. But the thing about it is, what helped me through that difficult situation was just knowing that regardless of what I go through and where I am, God is there. And I just knew that I was okay where I was. And I'm just glad that he was with me outside of a 24-hour Vons in, in Santa Monica. It was a little safer, you know. So. Mm -hmm. 
And there was people in your life that entered into your life and Absolutely. helped alleviate that experience. Is that right? Yes, yes. My family came through and uh, Bishop Kenneth Ulmer, Faithful Central Bible Church. Yeah, you guys know him, right? Big blessing. But I, um, you know, I, I let the voice know all of that. And Bishop was like on standby. But, you know, they do what they do to tell a story so that they can sell the show. And it was a wonderful experience, and I had a great time. And Christina was good to me, you all. <laughs> Team Christina. Yes, she was. It well, was. you know, often we don't know what people experience on the other side of homelessness. Mm -hmm. And we get to experience the gift that God has given you long, long ago. As one, like all of us, made in the image of God. And as you give, we receive the gift that you give us now in this oh, wow. time through your, through your song. You. God bless you, so brother. Bless God you. bless you. Bless you. you guys enjoying it? You enjoying yourselves? Well, I'm going to need your energy. We're going to sing this song and tell this story of the king. All right? They came to see the baby in the mansion. The one the angels promised would be They came to see the face of the Savior From afar to worship the King Yeah, they did The star would guide the shepherds and wise men the place where the child lay asleep All through the night in the manger in Bethlehem They sing with joy and worship the King They worship, they worship the King And yet, yeah God's peace on earth has come for the nations Heaven's promise sent to redeem Son of God, our hope for salvation Hallelujah, worship the King Hallelujah, we sing hallelujah Yeah! Let all of heaven's angels
Usher, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you. Would you stand with us? And we're going to sing one closing carol. I'd like to invite everybody who was a soloist tonight, our special guests and all the other soloists in our band. And I'm going to try to get Michelle out of her seat, but she refuses. But we're going to sing together. Hark the Herald Angels Sing. I'd like you to all come on up. John gets his second song now. So bring him up here.
thank our guest artists one more time and all of our soloists from this morning. Thank you all. And how about that choir? Orchestra, will you get to your feet, please, and let's thank you. And our great worship band that leads us every Sunday in worship, thank you so much. And behind the scenes, there's a great tech crew back there that made it all happen, so thank you so much. Hey, one second. I, I'm sorry for one thing that you didn't see tonight. What, what we see through the whole show is the joy of this man when he's leading and building. It's, John, you're just trying to get another solo. <laughs> I think you can imagine the work it took to put this together. Thank you, Dan. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I really, I really should mention before we go tonight that this year, this uh, whole experience, this Sunday night uh, celebration experience, has been brought to you by the entire staff and hundreds of volunteers that have worked so hard to make this not just a little satellite Christmas concert out here, but something that says welcome to our city from snow on the patio, for goodness sake, to uh, food behind the scenes and all the work that's been done. And two ladies particularly uh, helped us, and that is that Kim Dore was our producer this year and Brittany Graham was our associate producer. We thank you to them. Great work. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for being here to celebrate with us and for the gifts that you've given that will help those who are experiencing homelessness in our city. We'd like to say thank you again by inviting you to the patio. If the first crowd left any, there are some cookies and coffee out there. And if you really want a special coffee, Parable Coffee Lab is open at the other end of the campus. So visit there. Thank you so much for coming. Merry Christmas.